Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. And today I have a Marine, a multimillionaire business advisor, runner, leader, uh, just somebody with an extensive background that I think is going to bring you a ton of great insights. And uh, I'm really excited. Edwin Carrion was, uh, he was born in Ecuador, Ecuador, uh, and yeah, just he has such an extensive background. He, uh, you know how you hear the phrase self-made millionaire? Well, Edwin has a different belief about that. And I want to bring him on and we'll talk about what, what it is. How did he become a multimillionaire? How is he running all these businesses? And what leadership lessons he has for us along the way? Edwin Carrion. Edwin, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, doctor, for having me here. And to everybody listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever part of the world you're listening to or whenever you're listening to. I'm excited to be here and I'm blessed to be here today. We're blessed to have you. Thank you. So uh, what what our audience couldn't see was you shaking your head when I talked about, uh, you know, some people believe in the self-made millionaire. You call yourself the God-made millionaire. Um, let's talk about that. We could dive right into uh, your spiritual background and uh, maybe even your military background. For those that are watching this versus listening, uh, you can see some things behind Edwin. For those of you listening, uh, Edwin is a Marine, and there are some significant decorations behind him on the wall. So um, I'd love to hear about a couple of things, Edwin. I'm going to just kind of let you talk about your life for a little bit, and I may interrupt you here and there, uh, but talk about a couple of things. One, what is it you're up to? Um, how did you come to the realization that you're a God-made millionaire? And um, you have a significant amount of decorations on the wall behind you, on the shelves. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Wayne. And again, thank you for having me. Yeah. And first, let me start by letting you know how awesome it is that you do call me a Marine because a lot of people, when they see that, they say, oh, it's an ex-Marine, a former Marine. And you know the right word, right? A Marine, once a Marine, always a Marine. Once a Marine, always a Marine. Actually, my uh, my daughter and my son-in-law are, are Marines. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you for their service. Amazing. Well, and you, you for yours. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, yes, I, I started at a very young age. I, I come from Ecuador. I was born in Quito, Ecuador, raised by a single mother. Came to the United States at 12 years old, and I always loved uh, the military lifestyle. I always wanted to be wearing the nice uniform in the military, serving a country. And when I came to the United States, I needed to serve the, the, the United States, which is my country. But at the same time, I needed to change my life because I was hanging around with the wrong crowd. So what better way to do it than you know, joining into the military and changing that life set, changing the mind style. 
the, the, the mindset and the lifestyle that I was living at that time, which is. How, how did you know it was the wrong? How, how'd you know it was the wrong crowd? Cause a lot of times, you know, when you're in with a crowd, you feel good. You feel like, you know, you are somebody. How'd you know it was the wrong crowd? I mean, you know, between 12 I knew and 20. it was the wrong crowd because I got arrested. I got arrested for trying to steal rims from cars. And that's something that the way that I was brought up, I should have never done. But I didn't know because, again, like you said, I was feeling good hanging around with that crowd. Yeah. But I didn't know I was really going the wrong path. And I realized the moment that I got arrested that if I continue my life this way, if I keep going that way, I'm never going to amount to anything in my life. So I needed to make that change in lifestyle. I needed to change, make that change on the people that I was hanging around with. And, uh, you know, the, the military was one of the, one of the ways out, one of the ways to, uh, that I, I said to myself, like, I need a, a quick fix. But when I went to the military at that moment, I didn't go right away. It took me a year before I went into the military. And what happened was that the moment that I realized that I started going back to school. So I started going, I joined the university. I wanted to become an attorney. I got a job working for an attorney. And I was DJing. I had a DJ company, so I was DJing on the weekends. So my life started to get better, and I was going through the right path. Well, that's it's, first of all, that's pretty ambitious, right? That you're a kid who's caught stealing rims. You're you're arrested. You uh, come out, and you're like, I'm, "I need a better life." Like I, you know, that's uh, that's huge in itself. And I just I like to point stuff out along the way during my interviews is. That can happen. You don't have to be arrested to realize I need a better life, that you can choose that at any point. You had kind of for you, that was hitting bottom. Call. Yeah. And, th and then you didn't just go, so if I want a better life, I should just get a job. You're like, I'm going to be an attorney. I'm going to join the Marines. I'm going to start my own business doing DJ. It's like you had a you had a huge bounce into giant ambition, which is, which is fabulous. And I, I, I just, uh, it tickles me because it's, it's like most people will go, well, how do I dust myself off from this? How do I get just that bit better? And you're like, Psh, there's a big life waiting for me. So. Yes. Cool. So, uh, and to recap on that, um, I had the DJ business cause I started the DJ business at 15 years old. So I just kept growing that business. Um, and I started changing my life. And then a year later, my recruiter comes and tells me, it's time to go. I'm like, no, I don't want to go now. <laughs> my life is so much better now. I'm going to college. I'm going to become an attorney. I'm working for an attorney. My DJ business is doing amazing. And then he just tells me, no, you have to go. You say you were going to go. Now it's time for you to go. And without me doing a lot of due diligence and finding out, I took their word for it. And I gave everything up. And I went to the military and then I found out that I didn't really have to go. I found out that he lied to me. He tricked me into going. And I had the choice when I was in, in uh, Paris Island. They gave me the choice. You could go back home. You don't have to be joined because you got conned into coming or you could stay here and make the best out of it. So to me, I'm, I said at the moment, I'm like, I already gave away my business. I already quit my job. I quit school. I'm here. Let me make the best out of it. Let me make the most out of it. And let me take advantage of this. And that's sure enough what I did in my military. I had such an amazing military career. I, I traveled the world. I did what only the top 10% of the Marines get to do, which is guard the American embassies around the world. 
be surrounded and trained with the FBI, CIA, DEA, do some amazing training, get a top secret clearance, meet the president of the United States, hang around with high-end dignitaries, be a diplomat in foreign countries. So I got to do some amazing stuff in the Marine Corps. And one of the things that it made me realize when I was doing all of that, that the military life wasn't for me afterwards because I didn't want the lifestyle where it's all about politics. I learned that the military early on is all about politics. So in order for you to grow, it's who you know. And, and I got to take advantage of that. But at the same time, I realized like, wow, you know, it's not because of who you are and what you do, it's because of who you know that you're going to get ahead in life. And I didn't want that. I love that you're both proud of it as well as resentful. Like you can, you can have both, right? You can be proud yes. of your service and be a little resentful about the way they te- they treated you. And um, how long were you in? How long? Uh, in total, I was eight and a half years. Four, okay. four and a half years active. Four four years uh, inactive. Okay. And then I left the Marine Corps, and that's when I started my. Uh, my entrepreneurship career well, that's right after living in the Marine Corps, I started my first major company and uh, I made a lot of money in that company. And I used the title that you mentioned at the beginning. I started using that title of self-made millionaire. God-made millionaire, right? It, 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 no, self-made. I started oh. using the self-made title. Okay. It wasn't until I went bankrupt that I realized that I didn't get to the top on my own. I didn't give the credit to what got me there and what made me become a millionaire the first time around. I didn't give credit to all the people that helped me get there. I didn't give credit to all my employees and I didn't give credit to the number one person in my life, which is God. And I realized that I wasn't self-made and nobody is. I don't think no one is self-made. In order for you to become successful in anything in your life, it takes a lot of people to support you to get there. And then that's when I decided to change and become humble again, start working hard again and start doing the same things that I did again. And in no time and get close to my relationship with God. And in the moment that I did that, in less than two years, I was already back on top again, making millions. And I decided never going to say I'm a self-made. I'm always going to say I'm a God-made. And that's where the God-made millionaire came. And then then I realized that God doesn't only make you a millionaire financially. When I met my wife, she always used to tell me she's, she's rich in the spirit of God. And that's when you become rich, becoming a millionaire and in the spirit of God means, meaning that you're rich in all aspects of your life, relationship, financially, personally, because I love myself so much and in all these areas in my life. That's fabulous. So, it, I mean, it is fabulous. Uh, I just sort of said it like, well, that's fabulous. Uh, that's, that's really great, Edwin. I'm, I'm reading some notes and I want to have you talk about what, um, what, what was like, what are you doing now? What was the, what's the million dollar business that you're in? And I have a feeling that it's more than just one, right? That's correct. Yes. Yes. So uh, as my journey of entrepreneurship, I've been doing, uh, I've been in business for over 20 years. And um, as every, as I jump from industry to industry, one of the things that I realized, I realized that every business has to have a purpose. So nowadays, what am I doing today? As of today, uh, January, 2023, 
um, I have four companies that I run. So my first company is a transportation company, and I call that my cash flow vehicle. So understanding what each business is for you, I think it helps you grow faster and it helps you grow in a more, more um, structured way. So again, my cash flow business, the one that gives me my constant cash flow to pay for my bills, to pay for my expenses, is my transportation company. It's a company that continuously, every week I get my paycheck and all of that. And then I have a real estate development company where I build high-end luxury homes and multifamily projects. So on that one, it's called my wealth creation vehicle because that one continues creating my wealth. So some of the money that I use for my cash flow business, I use it to invest into my wealth creation vehicle. And this continues creating my wealth. So every time I build a project, every time I sell a new development project, my wealth increases and I continue building what is called that generational wealth. And those two are most active uh, active type of income, meaning that I have to work on them. I have to put time into those. But then it comes my uh, passive income vehicle, which is my technology company where we invest into the Forex market. And that one is more of a passive income. So all the money that I create through my cash flow, through my wealth creation vehicle, I put some of that money into my passive income and I learn, let my hard earned money make money for me, meaning, you know, through the, through the AI technology and automation technology and robots, it trades the, the Forex market for me and it creates passive income. And I use the passive income to you know, pay for my toys, pay for the things that I want to spend money on. And from there on, I go into what is my God-given talent and is mentoring, business mentoring, business consulting, teaching people. Number one, the most important thing is not so much about teaching people how to scale their companies and exit for millions or teaching them how to become real estate developers. But it's teaching them that you can have anything you want in life, but at the same time, you can have a balanced life. Uh, because a lot of entrepreneurs, especially when I was younger, when I went bankrupt, I worked so much that my only focus was working. And that yeah. is one of the reasons I went bankrupt, because I was focused on the money. So the moment that I started teaching people how to have a balanced life, how to be fulfilled in all areas of your life, the money just starts coming in. Yeah. Because you're doing the work that is valuable to your company versus working in your business. I teach you how to work on your business. I teach you how to implement systems, process, and everything else. So you can have a balanced life. And those are the four things that I do nowadays. That's amazing. I want to I dive into that a little bit. A lot of times uh, when I talk with entrepreneurs, you know, there's a joke about entrepreneurship. And the, and the joke is, yeah, I, you know, I have my own business now. I'm an entrepreneur. I only work uh, two times a day. I work daytime and I work nighttime. And it's basically, which basically is, it's an all day, all consuming kind of thing when you, when you start to become an entrepreneur. And, and unless you have some balance, uh, it will consume you. Now, the, yes. myth, the myth is that there's work-life balance. The truth is that there's life and what you want to put into your life that that makes your life fulfilling, right? Because some days you are working on your business more hours than you're uh, able to attend to family. Other times it's like, I'm on vacation. My business is going to run itself. I've set it up that way. So the balance is not kind of like, well, today it's this much and this much. The balance is 
over the course of this day, week, month, year, you know, quarter, whatever year that, that I have the things in my life that bring me fulfillment. And I think, right. So balance is actually, I think when people think about work-life balance or having life balance, they think of it as static. Like I've reached this place of balance and it's like, nope, it's always moving. (laughs) The balance is always being adjusted so that, so that you have balance for what that means to you today. And I just, I like to, to point that out that, that balance is kind of a, a fluid thing. Now back to what you do. I want to point out that there are the four things you talked about, the cash flow. I think, you know, what makes a person wealthy um, in the physical sense of wealthy, you know, spiritual is a very personal journey. The physical sense of wealthy is cash flow. It's uh, wealth creation uh, for genera- through investments for generational wealth. It's creating a passive income, which means that you are letting your money work for you. And it should be more than just the I'm not offering financial advice, uh, by the way. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, I will say that here. In my mind, as an opinion, it should not be in a bank that offers you 0.02%. The passive income needs to be a little bit greater than that. And then to offer your services, you know, and for you, what that means is that you do business mentoring, um, teaching people how to scale and teaching people how to... uh, to build their business, either developing real estate or um, scale their business and exit. Um, and you and I should talk after this because I have questions. Um, so, so there, I mean, there are other things that, that I'm into that I that I think would be interesting to talk to you offline about. And we'll tell other sure, people yes. at, at, at the end of our, at the end of our um, podcast, we'll, we'll let people know how to reach you. Um, so, this is amazing. I, uh, you, you have a Facebook group called Startup to Millions, right? That's yes, sir. that's one of the ways that people can reach you. Um, what do people learn there? Like, you know, someone's coming in or someone's listening to this, and they're like, "Well, I've always wanted to have a business." Or someone's listening to this, and they're like. Well, I'm in business, but it's burying me. Or someone's listening to this and it's like, my business is good. I'm, you know, I'm actually doing okay. Like, is this Facebook group for good for all of them? Yes. I mean, the Facebook group, uh, what I created is I created a community, like like a family-like. And that community is for entrepreneurs, whether you're starting in business or you have a lot of experience in business, for you to go in there and give as much as you can receive. So you can receive as much as you want or you can give as much as you want because it's all about sharing experiences. So to me, if I, if I have a problem with in some aspect of my business and I could go into that group and say, you know what, I'm having a problem on this. Who can help me with this? And then if somebody has any type of experience in regards to that, they could share their experience on the group. And I'm going to take what applies to me, the experience that relates the most to me and use that. And if I apply that, it's going to help me. But even if it doesn't help me, I can't hold somebody accountable for that because I'm taking what I want instead of people giving me advice. And one of the things that I learned with time is that when you give advice and if it doesn't go well, then people resent you. 
But when you share from experiences, you're more receptive to use that and apply it the right way in the business. So that community that I built is a community of like-minded individuals that are willing to help each other out, scale their business to get to the millions, to, to have a balanced life, to get, uh, to get to where you want to get to. And because everybody else has different visions. Millions for me could be hundreds of millions, where millions for somebody else could be just one or two million. So the mindsets are different, but the goals are very similar awesome. within of the level of the mindset mm-hmm. that you have. That's great. That's really great. You are listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You know you are bigger than the life you are leading. It really is time to attend to that thing you've wanted to do or have, but you've been putting off. It's time to step into that dream you've parked for someday. It's time to claim true well-being, both personally and professionally, without giving up the success that got you here. It's time to check out Dr. Purnell's signature small group retreat, the Exponential Success Summit. Explore ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Seats are extremely limited as this is a very special small group event. www.ExponentialSuccessSummit.com. Yours really is a story of uh, what I call woe to wow. Like the woe is you were, woe, you were, woe is in, oh, woe is me. Like you were arrested as a kid and um, you turned your life around. You've become this multimillionaire and advisor. Um, And what would you say is your biggest accomplishment along the way? Um. My biggest accomplishment, uh, and we're going to talk financially, right? I guess we're, we're talking about financially because we're talking about it business. Could, it could uh, be biggest, in your whole life. It could be, you know, my biggest accomplishment. I, mean, was, I have quite a few big accomplishments. I mean, to me, I think is number one is earning the title of being a United States Marine. I think well, that's a huge accomplishment. I think so. Not too. everybody gets to do it. And, you know, that's something is going to go with me forever. Like, that's a pride that I'm going to have for the rest of my life. Yes. Being a United States Marine. The second one is having that relationship with God, knowing that God is number one in my life. But the, and, and then from there on, you know, a lot of other accomplishments that have come along the way, uh, accomplishing my childhood dreams. And, and to me, I always say living life to the fullest. I, I preach on living life to the fullest. I always tell people, how are you going to live your life to live your life to the fullest? And to me, living my life to the fullest is that if I were to die today, did I do everything that I wanted to do? When I look back at my life, am I going to say, I should have done that, I could have done that, instead of saying like, wow, what an amazing life that I have. And to me today, I feel that I have an amazing life and I did all the things that I wanted to do. So going back as a child, I always wanted to have a Lamborghini and I have the nice cars. I had the Lamborghinis, I have had the McLarens, I have different cars that I wanted to. So to me, I accomplished that dream. That was like off my checklist. Uh, but at the same time, I wanted to be, you know, as a kid, uh, especially being a boy, you wanted to race cars. You want to be like a race car driver. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I wanted to be a professional race car driver. I just wanted to race a car at one point in my life. And I did that as well. You know, I raised my dream car 
on the track. So being a race car driver, I accomplished that dream. I wanted what, to be what was your dream pilot. car? What was your dream car? Lamborghini. It was oh. always a Lamborghini. Okay. And 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 uh I wanted to be a pilot. So that was another thing that I wanted in my life. I wanted to become a pilot. And sure enough, not only did I become a pilot, I had my own plane at one point in my life. And it's accomplishing all those dreams, going into, and we're talking about material things at this moment. It's, it goes as far as that. What I always used to say, I'm going to retire um, my, when I have a 45-foot yacht. That's going to be like my retirement boat because I, I had boats since I was 22 years old. I left the Marine Corps. I bought a small boat because I love the water. And mm. I always said, I'm going to retire on a 45-foot boat. That's going to be like the last boat. But when you have things engraving your mind so much of the things that you want to accomplish, uh, nowadays I have a 54-foot yacht. So not, not only did I exceed my dream, but I have something bigger than what I wanted to. So those are accomplishments that along the way, as you keep them alive, I started checking them off my list. And those material things, to me, I, re- I learned to realize that those material, material things, they don't give me the satisfaction that I want. But what gives me the satisfaction is the experiences that I create with those material things. Perfect. And when I, when I talk about that, it's like, to me, having that yacht, I have made so many memories, so many experiences with my kids that... All they talk about is like, oh, remember that they went on the yacht or remember when we did this or they remember that when we go on the yacht, this is what they're going to experience. They're going to enjoy being on the water with me, having fun with me, me being present with them. Then after that, taking a shower, watching a movie together and going out to eat at a restaurant. Those are the experiences that they live for. And those are the experiences that they're going to have ingrained in their minds for forever. And they're going to tell their kids and their kids are going to tell their grandkids. And to me, that's what I live for. That's what I I love. I think that's really important. You said two things that I really want to to highlight here. One is you've accomplished your dreams because your dreams were very specific. It's not like, oh, someday I want to have a nice life. It's I'm going to have a Lamborghini. I want to race a Lamborghini. I want to uh, I want to fly. I'm going to become a pilot. I want to uh, I want to get a a forty five foot boat, and now I have a fifty four foot yacht, and and so your dreams were very specific, and it wasn't just like some vague wish out there. It was today I'm working towards them. Yes, right. You didn't just you you didn't you didn't accidentally get a Lamborghini, right? It was I'm working towards this thing. And that's really important. So for the audience, as you're watching this or listening to this, it's like, what do you dare to dream about? And what do you dare to actually desire? And I've talked about this before, but you have to, you have to dare to desire. You have to dare to make that declaration that this is who you want to be, that this is what you want. Now, the other thing, Edwin, that you said, but you didn't actually say it is is that, um, well, let me highlight something first and then I'll come back to this. The other thing that you did say very clearly is the things themselves don't bring you happiness. It's sort of like, okay, I have a trophy, ta-da. It's like all the amazing medals and decorations that are behind you, they're amazing, they're framed, they look pretty, 
but it's the experience behind those things that every time you look at it, you go, you know, your shoulders come back, you sit up a little taller, right? It's like, that's, that's my life, right? You claim that you claim the experience by having this memory. That's what's huge about like, when you have your dreams, it's not the dream of getting this trophy. It's the dream of what it takes to actually get it. And I think that's really important to keep in mind, which then brings me to, I have a phrase that I use, which is joyfully dissatisfied. I live my life joyfully dissatisfied. I live in joy. Like if you pause my life now, it's like, I have a good life. Look around. I have a good life. It's it's good. But the thing is, and the thing is, I should say, so it's joyfully dissatisfied. I'm joyful and life doesn't pause. There is more. I'm not done yet. And because I'm not done yet, I'm dissatisfied with the current state because there's more. There's more to, to do, to have, to become. There's more to serve. And I think you're living in that space too where it's like, my life's good. And I've got so much more uh, to bring out of me for others. I need to lift others. Like that's kind of your calling, right? Yes, sir. So just, I wanted to point that out. I think that that's a, that that's, it's a beautiful part of you, you know, that it's like, I have all these things and, um, and, and I have more to give to serve. So, so what's your next, like you, you know, you've come from this long place and you have all the things you have the machinery in place to make you uh you know continue to be to hold on to millions uh both spiritually and materially what what's next for you where are you headed well what's next for me first thing is uh this year we're making a huge change in my life and huge change in my family's life and uh one again going back into the dreams right the dreams are very clear very honest and one of the dreams that I always had was I wanted to live with my family abroad for a year. I wanted to do, and today, this year, we're actually accomplishing that dream. We're moving to South America, to Colombia, and we're going to be living there for the next year or two years and, and enjoy a different culture, teach my kids about their culture, where they come from, and let them experience that, let them grow their mindset. And at the same time, while I'm doing that, one of my goals is that noticing that in South America, because it's still a third world country, their mindset is very limited. Their mindset is still on the, on the, on the rat race. They're set on the rat race, meaning that go to school, get a good job, go to school, get a good job. Right. It's me bringing and opening their mindset that there's a lot more to life than just that and helping them realize that they can be successful, they can achieve life, but there's a tons of opportunity, just like there's a lot of opportunity in the United States. There's a tons of opportunity in their country that they need to explore and they need to explode in order for them to, to achieve more success financially over there. So that's one of my goals. But at the same time, continue inspiring and inspiring as many people as I can. Um, one of the things that I did in order to do that is I wrote, it all started with a small guide and then it became a, a mini book, an ebook. And now I'm on the process of working towards creating a complete book out of this book called Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business, where I talk about what are the most important things in my life and not only my life, but the people that I mentor 
people that are very successful, friends of mine, that what are the nine secrets that they live by, right? What are some of the secrets that has gotten them to become successful in business, that has gotten them to be successful in life? And I put this book together. And as, as of today, it's still free on my website. But once the book comes out, it's going to be a different story. So that's one of the things, the first things that I did. And the other big thing that I did um, last year before the year finished was knowing where we are today, knowing, understanding where the economy lies today. I, I knew it was time for me to launch a book that I wrote about eight years ago. And uh, when I went bankrupt, uh, one of the biggest reasons I went bankrupt was because, number one, the economy changed. I was in the real estate market in 2007. Yeah. Everyone knows the real estate bubble burst, right? So that was one of the reasons I went bankrupt because I was extremely over leveraged. But number two, I was focused on the money. I was focused on the one thing. And I was fortunate enough that after realizing that I wasn't a failure, that uh, I needed to humble down and I needed to become a godly person again, I get close to God. He opened my mind to a new business opportunity and I started into the gold buying business. And that what the business did is it made me become a millionaire again in very little time. But I learned that when the economy is bad, you need to have a business that is recession-proof. You need to have something where to fall back, or you need to create your business and make sure your business is recession-proof. So I was fortunate enough that I stumbled upon the gold buying business. And knowing where we are today, knowing where we stand today, I said, it's time for me to release that book, to teach people something new where they can make money while we're in the recession. Because there are going to be some hard times coming soon. I don't know when exactly, but I know we're headed that way. I mean, you, you listen to the news, listen to everywhere. We're headed into a big recession. And to me, buying gold is really what got my wealth back, what got me back from being bankrupt into being a millionaire again. And I decided to write this other book. It's called Secrets of the Millionaire Gold Buyer, that it teaches you the gold buying business. How can you create wealth and how you can continue accumulating wealth in good times. That's awesome. Um, so <laughs> for those listening and not watching, uh, Edwin put up a, uh, a couple of uh, screenshots of his, of his two books, uh, Nine Secrets for a Successful Life and Business, and then Secrets of the, what is it? Professional Millionaire Gold Buyer. Millionaire Gold Buyer. I was writing it down. <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell us where to get those? Because one of those you said was free on your website. Are they both on your website? Oh, yes, one of them is free on my website. Or you could join the Startup to Millions group and you could get that book for free. And the secret to the millionaire gold buyer, it's in, in all the social media, I mean, not social media, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart.com. You know, okay. all the media outlets that you can buy a book, you just order it through there. Okay. That's great. And the, um, the, to, for people to reach you, they would, you know, they would go to Facebook and then search for start up to millions, right? Yes, sir. Or you could go to my website. If it's easier, just edwincarrion.com. Okay. And then you have links there to all my social media to the Facebook group. Good deal. I'm going to put all the links in our show notes. Um, I'm making notes for myself as I do that. 
I'm going to put all the links in our show notes. And and uh, for those not watching, Edwin's just got a new guest that's jumped into his lap. For those watching, what's his name? Her name? His name is Togo. Togo. It's a copy now. And then I have another big one, too. I saw that uh, big one behind you. Yeah. Yes. That's great. <laughs> Edwin has left the studio. <laughs> That's awesome. He went to go get his other one. Okay. I was letting them out. Letting them okay. out. <laughs> My wife is home, so they're they're barking for mama. I think <laughs> we just answered the question of who let the dogs out. Edwin did. There you awesome. go. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So is there anything that you were hoping that I would ask you that I haven't asked you? Anything that you wanted to share with uh, with our audience that, that we haven't gotten to yet? Um, I think we share it a lot, a lot. But one of the things that I always like to leave, uh, a remark that I like to leave with is that if you don't know where you're going, you will eventually get there. And to me, that when I love that quote, and, and I heard it from my pastor in church, I love that because a lot of times we have all these dreams, we have all these things that we want to do, but we don't create a plan for it. So meaning that, we're going to get there eventually, but we don't know when because we don't have that right plan. So in business, a lot of entrepreneurs, I noticed that they don't start with the business plan. And I would say you have to have a business plan because you're not going to get to where you want to get to if you don't have a specific plan. And, and in business, you mentioned that when you were talking about that, all the things that I accomplished, all my dreams that I accomplished was because there were specific goals. There were specific things that I wanted. I just didn't want just an exotic car. I wanted a Lamborghini. I didn't just want, you know, any type of boat. I wanted this type of boat or the plane and everything else. So it's having those specific measurable goals in your life that you are going to get to achieve that. And not only uh, in business, but also in my life was the same thing with my kids. Like I always wanted to be a father because I grew up without a father and I wanted to have kids. But the kids that I wanted to have, I wanted to have only daughters. I didn't want to have boys. And my dream, my, my want was so specific that I'm very blessed to have two beautiful girls right now because that's what I wanted. I only wanted girls. I did not want boys. Uh, so so when, you, you, when you become specific and you start thinking about that and you're obsessed with that and that makes, and that's part of your life of what you want in your life, God is going to give you the desires of your heart. That's amazing. Um... I want to point out that, you know, it's, it is the specifics that get you what you want. Um, it wasn't just a car. It was a Lamborghini and a yellow Lamborghini, though you hadn't mentioned that it's in your picture. Um, <laughs> so it's like, uh, and in terms of a business plan, it's, it, some people are afraid to make a business plan because they don't know all of the, how they're going to get there. Like how, how, you know, how do I get a Lamborghini? It's like, well, first you set the goal and then you work backwards and you don't have to know every step of the way how in order exactly. to have a goal or a plan. So sort of like, um, you know, when Steve Jobs said, so at some point, this device will carry all of our music. Oh, and by the way, we'll also be able to make phone calls and text on it. It wasn't like let's create a phone uh, that can do all this stuff. That's a you know hand hand sized computer, um, and no one knew how. It was just this is what we're going to create. Go figure yes. it out. Go do it. 
So step by step, you learn what works, you learn what doesn't. And I just, <clears throat> I want to point that out. And I like to point that out with the various, um, the various entrepreneurs and, and multimillionaires I've had on this show. And you're a great example of like, I failed and I rebuilt myself because I had a very specific dream. In fact, I had several very specific dreams and you know, you, you know, one of the, one of the things is be specific. The other thing is, and I think you learned this in the Marines, don't quit. Like, yep. don't quit. Yeah. That's awesome. Really good stuff, Edwin. Thank you. Um, wow. I feel like there's so much more and I feel like we've said it all, you know, it's sort of like amazing. Yes. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else? No, we're good. I think I think we cover it all again. Uh, there's so much that we went through that I think people need to understand. I need to just kind of like grasp that because it takes a little bit to grasp and yep. to go over over that. That there might be some questions, so maybe we have to do another one at some point in time. <laughs> we could do months, that. We have to redo <laughs> a new one. We could do that. We'll let the questions come in. We'll also let people uh, find you at at edwincarrion.com, also at facebook.com slash groups slash startup to millions. Uh, so that's a that's a great place to be. Uh, Edwin's got such a studio set up that he's thrown in his, what's called a lower third on this. Um, so for social media, he's at edwincarrion78. Uh, you have to say something in order for the, for the camera to jump back to you. So no, no, I no, don't. no, no, no. Put your lower third back up because nobody else could see it. Oh, okay, okay. Perfect. Now say what it says. Oh, it says um, social media channels, Edwin Carrion 78. And 78 is the year that I was born. So it's Edwin Carrion 78. And just make it simple Edwin Carrion.com. <laughs> Very good. That's perfect. And with that, we'll call it a we'll call it a wrap of a show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I, I really appreciate it, Edwin. Thank you. Oh, to worry. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And to everyone listening, thank you for listening. And I hope you got at least one good nugget that you might be able to implement in your life. That's perfect. This is one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most. My 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 guest today has been Edwin Carrion, and uh, I really appreciate it. I am Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the exponential success coach. Thanks for being here. We'll see you here next time. Thank you for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the breakthrough success coach and your powerful presence mentor.